It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We're going to be South Sour Girlies. Chicago, come to the South Side. Let's pass the island. With your South Siders, Shane Reardon and Gabe Ramirez. We're excited. It's going to be a good time. Go White Side. All right, there it is, Gabe. There's our infamous three and a half second intro that Odyssey works so hard to produce for us. We really appreciate that. Real Call me quick. off guard. Call me off guard. I was like, well. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm absolutely tired of that, that introduction. It's not it, our, our wonderful producer, Tyler. It's not his fault. It is. At all. It's Odyssey and 2400 Sports, which, by the way, I understand. Well, first of all, this is the Southsiders podcast. We're supposed to do a ton of White Sox baseball on this podcast, which I know you are watching as many games as I am, and they're so inspiring. And, like, everything they do <laughs> just just want, it just makes you want to get behind a microphone and talk about the fucking White Sox. And I don't care if this podcast is – in partnership with Major League Baseball, if it's in partnership with Odyssey, if it's in partnership with 670 The Score. We are sitting here on a Thursday evening. The White Sox almost are getting no hit by the Detroit Tigers. And on a very serious note, seven fucking people are dead after a 4th of July parade when a coward little bitch picked up a long gun in Highland Park Illinois and gun down seven people, seven people who no longer will see their parents, who won't see their kids. A two-year-old saw his parents gunned down in a country where 90% of the constituents, 90% of the citizens believe in our four common sense gun laws. We have a Congress, we have a Senate, we have a house, we have a government that will not put forth common sense gun laws gun laws and make it harder for people to acquire assault weapons it's um this basically what i'm saying is talking about the white Sox right now feels incredibly trivial i haven't talked to you in a while yeah we're on vacation yeah how was your vacation with your wonderful wife and beautiful children awesome segue like we can't we can't go about this and not address it you know right right i mean of course the unfortunate part about it obviously is everything but the kid the story with the kid is crazy that two-year-old man because you're like you know i have a two year and a half year old daughter and i can't imagine just being somewhere at a random event whatever that might be yeah and then all of us, my wife won't let me go on a flight, a flight by myself because she's fearful of 
uh our she don't want to go on a trip just her and i because she's fearful that the kids won't like we might die in the plane crash you know what i'm saying yeah and so it's like whoever was watching that story and seeing that it was heartbreaking but then you know just the you know the ease of which somebody can do something like that shane you know the ease of it it's just it's too easy you know what i mean and when somebody yeah. wants to be a a piece of shit like that you know they have opportunities because humans love being being around humans. We love congregating. We love, and that's something that's awesome. Like, especially on July 4th weekend, we all love to do right. And, and no matter who you are and get together. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that someone had to take something like that into their own hands and, and make a, a, a just a, a terrible decision, you know, a, 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 an ugly decision. See, look at even, Willie. Even, even Willie agrees. Hey, the whole thing. I'm doing a podcast with Gabe right now. You got to chill. <laughs> He's pissed, man. He's pissed. We're all pissed. It's, so um, it's easier bad. to be. It's easier to be more upset and less accepting and, and forgiving to the Chicago White Sox when you know you're already on edge about you know pretty much every not only the team but just life in general. You know what I mean? Is it? Is it easier to, to, to accept this mediocre bullshit? That is that easier for you? I, I, I've, you know me, I'm, I'm captain positivity, man. And I'm always oh. trying to be that dude, but it's, it's, yeah. it's really hard right now. Like to, to pull up the box score and see his one, nothing. And, and then his Javi Baez that, 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 that's smacking you in the face. So somehow you just feel even worse. Like it's like down bad where you're like, damn, really? Somehow, some way, some Cubs fan is going to talk shit to me too now bad enough my team fucking sucks and now uh, i'm gonna have some cuz fans bring up their love for javi Baez during this game Dude, it's, it's brutal i have absolutely no interest in talking about them on <laughs> on a surface level on a okay. deep level like I, I we will because that's technically the purpose of this podcast like sure we can talk about how good lucas giolito looked the other day like we can talk about dylan c still looking very strong today we can talk about um, Eloy Jimenez coming back and for like what feels like the 15th or 16th year in a row, <laughs> like the, the the best acquisition the White Sox can make at the deadline is Eloy Jimenez getting healthy again. Like we will be conditioned into feeling that way as White Sox fans that White Sox brass will use these injuries and players getting healthy coming back right before the deadline. They'll use that to make you feel better about them not making the proper splash at the deadline to bolster the team and to make the team into the best possible product that it can when they didn't do it in the offseason. Yeah. When they chose the cheap out and signed Josh Harrison as opposed to throwing money at um at what's his face in, in that agreed to play second base in Boston next to Xander Bogarts, whatever the hell Trevor Story. It, 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 instead of throwing money at, at resources that could actually fix the problem, the White Sox will continue to cheap out. And it's not Rick Hahn's fault. It's not Kenny Williams' fault. It's a lack of monetary resources. But do you think and, they really, they really like in their like in their team, they just believed in their team still, like the same way they believed in LaRusso to be the manager? Of, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you don't, no. or you, do you really, like, do you think they're doing like just money saving moves and they don't want to, they don't want to win? You know what I mean? Of course, of course, they want to win. But I believe that Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams understood that the White Sox needed more than Josh Harrison to bolster the offense. Right. I believe that that they thought that. So you're saying Ryan's was like, 
fuck that. We're saving some money. I, I know our team is good and we'll be we'll be all right. I know you were on vacation when I recorded uh, my my other podcast, the Bourbon and a Buddy podcast with Rakan. Did you love hear? Every, I love every episode of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, did you did you hear a portion of it? Yeah, of course, of course. Okay, so for those who didn't hear it, we posted it on Thursday of last week or whatever as an episode of this podcast. I asked Rakan in that episode, Rick. Have you ever felt handcuffed, whether it be at the trade deadline or in free agency? Have you ever felt handcuffed? Rick, in a very telling sense, paused, kind of looked at me and said, um, never at the <laughs> trade deadline. Very specific right. to, to, to make it feel like he has been handcuffed in free agency. Yeah. Jerry doesn't want to spend the money. Jerry understands, Gabe, that as long as the White Sox stay under 1.9 million in season attendance, they get major tax breaks on the lease of that stadium. Right. Major tax breaks. J- Jerry has been quoted as saying, second place is best because it makes the fans feel like it's good, but never the best. <laughs> right. That's what this organization is. Yeah, it's unfortunate, though, because it's eventually right statistically you're going to have that one in 10 year where your, your guys are good enough yeah. and that they you know that maybe if you did spend that that little bit of money to make your team that much better you you should in that one year for your fan base in the same way that fans are happy with number two damn but when the team's that close you're like ah don't you know don't don't get don't get alligator or crocodile arms in this particular moment and, and that sucks because you're right i mean and and the cool thing is that something can still be done at the trade deadline, right? When he said never at the trade deadline. So, you know, that's still approaching. Yeah. And, you know, we, Rick Hahn, as we've seen over the years, is crafty. And he'll have that move, whether it's signing a veteran reliever to then move at the trade deadline to a one-year contract, which we've seen him do several times over, or or some some position players in that sense. Bringing somebody here, though, that's, that's, that's the thing we, we've yet to see. You know, he brought Kimberl over, which I didn't really like that move either at all. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if you could bring somebody else and like really be crafty in that sense, make up for it, and, and be like, "Look," because that's that's easier to convince for Reinsdorf, right? If it's in the middle of the season, hey, I'm just bringing this guy here for a little bit. Let's win these games. That's an easier sell, wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but like, huh. I don't think Jerry cares at all about who Rick decides to deal from the major league roster or from the talent pool if you want to call it a talent pool in the affiliates like jerry doesn't care about that i'm more so talking about jerry's like it's no secret the white Sox are a market three team should be in the top five six seven maybe even eight if we want to be generous in payroll each and every year they are one of very few teams to never give out a nine-figure contract (laughs) the most money the white Sox have ever spent is on Yasmani Grandal. Just crazy. Yasmani Grandal is the largest contract the White Sox have ever gift ever given. That's the problem here. Like I understand that you can maybe be spooked by the John Dank stuff and giving a pitcher sixty million dollars, and then three and a half minutes later, his shoulder gives out, and it, there's no use for him whatsoever. But Jerry has never shown the willingness 
to give his front office the autonomy to give out as much money as they see fit, as much money as they think the team needs to spend to be the best team in baseball. Rick is handcuffed. I know I do cape for him, but Rick yeah. is handcuffed. The city thing too is like, it's not like it's the Cubs organization where they just got there, put in a bunch of money and it's like the smash and grab, right? Where they're like, Hey, yeah. we, won the world, we won the world series. Now let's cash on this money for the next. Like these guys have been in place for, you know what I'm saying? Forever. So it's like, damn man. Like it is frustrating from a fan base perspective. Cause you're like, you want to win. And it's like, fine, you haven't been competitive or fine. You're the, you, you're accepting the role as the second team in the city. And you're accepting the role of, of, of getting the profit sharing at the end of the season from teams. Like, cause you suck fine. But the Rays still come through every once in a while. The Marlins yep. still come through once in a while and, and you know, m- make those moves. And it's like, that's the, the part that's the frustrating. The Pirates found something O'Neill Cruz and fucking Jack Sawinski. He's so fucking badass, that guy. Yeah. And that, that's, my, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, you know, that's the part that you're missing where it's like, <clears throat> do you feel like you're, we're treated like the Bears fans, you know, where it's like yeah. they, they, nobody cares. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if you want to win. I don't want to win. (laughs) Here's the problem. And here's why I'm a hypocrite. Have you gone to a game since you and me and Tanny went on that Tuesday night to see them play the Red Sox? No, I have not. Okay. So here's the difference then, Gabe. I bitch about this baseball team so often. And I I complain about how they, they don't fulfill what I need in a baseball team. Since you and I went with Tanny, I've probably been seven more times. Oh, I will them. be there tomorrow <laughs> night on Friday or tonight when I do this post. I'll be there tonight on Friday. I'll be there on Saturday afternoon to get the Luis Robert uh, Pantera 88 Ooh, chain. That's like so that. badass. I like that. I'll be there. I continue to show up for this fucking baseball <laughs> that kicks me in the balls every single chance it gets. Am I yeah. crazy? Do I am I trying to find solace in a in an abusive relationship? Like, what's my issue here? Because I, I'm watching it on mute right now because you know stupid rules, whatever. We can't talk about a game as it's happening. I hate every single thing about what I choose to be and being a White Sox fan. Yeah, and I continue to do it to myself. Yeah, I think I think every fan is like that, right? You're, you're, you're preaching to the choir right now when you're talking about this team and how we should be feeling. And it's like, damn, we had such high expectations. That's what it really is. It was like you fell in love real quick and you were like, ooh, we're going to go to the World Series this year? I I believe that too. I love you too. And now you're in this relationship. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're not washing the dishes or something like that's happening in oh the middle. It's, it's always that one little thing, right? Yeah, that one little thing. And now you're looking at you're looking at the socks like, hey, I'm holding up my end of the bargain. I, I, I'm cleaning the house. I'm, I'm doing my thing. Well, what, are you, what are you doing? You're not living up to your end of the bargain. And now you feel even more hurt because you could have just went into the thing, hot boy summer, and had a good time, turned on a game here and there, yep. you know, just – Pass all this guy. Yeah. Andrew Vaughn looking nice. Man, that's great. Man, look at Luis Robert. Continued success. That's awesome. And that could have been it. But no, you you, you got my hopes.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, man? Put me on a roller coaster. That's Where, um, where'd you go on vacation? Tampa Bay. Ooh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. God, I love Tampa. Dude, we were in this place in Port or New Newport Richie. So it was north uh east of northwest of Tampa, like a like a suburb, like 30 minutes away. Yeah. You know, they, they had like a uh in, in-ground pool, which is illegal in the city of Chicago, but they had oh, it really. With, yeah, you can't have a, you've never been to an in-ground pool in Chicago. Mitch Rosen has a half in-ground, half out-ground pool, and he lives in Chicago. Half in-ground? Yeah, it's like it's like three feet in the ground, three feet out of the ground. You know Mitch is plugged. <laughs> you, you know Mitch knows people that know people. He, he's good. He's good. Regular people can't have a... All right, so you have an in-ground pool. Is it a hotel or an Airbnb? No, it's a dope Airbnb, but it, the dopest part about it was that it was netted. like, But like it was like Ooh. a built-out back porch that was netted you know nice. and so it was like you got a little shade you ended up with you know um no bugs in there so that was dope and then her grandma turned 90 so we just went down there but grandma was like you would have thought she was you know just regular out oh, regular. Yeah. she was moving shaking lives on herself lives on her own so that was that was real cool then the last two days um her family left on sunday and we left on tuesday those last two days we, w- we went to tampa and then i stayed at the godfrey Sure. Um, which is right on the beach right there. That was real dope. Yeah. And then we just chilled, man. We just stayed low key. Just, you know, sometimes you just need to get away, but it was hot as fuck. That's the one thing about Florida, man. My fa- my, my, my dad's family lives in Miami, he's Cuban. And I remember going down there as a, as a kid and that shit was hottest. Like you can't breathe. People complain about yeah. Chicago and they're like, Oh, I moved to Florida for what? You can't go outside in the summer anyway. So it's the same shit as not going outside in the winter in Chicago. And at least I could breathe in Chicago all the time. You can't even, bro. You like Florida? No, no, I hate oh. Florida. I, I love Tampa. I've got friends who live in Tampa, like do that do radio down in Tampa. I like Tampa. Okay. Um, but like, the last time I went out there, it was for White Sox Rays. And it Ooh. was last season. It would have been like the beginning of June. So it was muggy. My year. But. But I can't imagine ever living down there. No, dude. And is is this the first time that you've taken both kids on a vacation? Dude, first time taking both kids. The key, if if anybody's listening to this and either has a kid or is about to have some kids, timing is everything, right? Like know when your naps are. Don't go into that fucking airport. here's Here's the thing. Now that I have kids... Fuck everybody that got their kids crying on the plane all the time. That just means you didn't prepare properly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, granted, you got to give them parents some grace. The kids are going to cry because kids cry, right? That's yeah. one thing. But you know what I'm talking about. The kid that won't shut the fuck up, right? Yeah. And that's because you're an asshole. You didn't prep it out. You didn't plan it on, on a nap or on some shit like that to make it work. And so, so yeah, we got lucky. The kids were freaking great. And they love being in a pool. I mean, what kid during the summer doesn't want to? Did you, what did you do? I mean, obviously you were like, you know, in, this, in the Chicagoland area. What did you do during the summers? Did you go to like fucking away camp or did you go to a day camp or some shit? So, no, here's the thing. So I grew up, my, my dad was a, a Marine for the longest time. He was a sniper in the Marine Corps. So oh, yeah. we grew up like very 
physical labor centric. So I wasn't allowed to do anything until the weeds were pulled, the mulch was spread, (laughs) the lawn was cut, the driveway was washed, the, the, the dishes were done, like any bit of the gutters were cleaned. Dude, I'm seven years old on the roof of my house (laughs) cleaning gutters because it's a lot easier for a seven-year-old to get up on the roof and my my dad who when i was a seven he would have been what 32 33 thinking thinking of that now like i'm 30 years old (laughs) right i I don't want to be on the roof if i had a six seven-year-old four five yeah i'm putting get your little ass up there (laughs) right yeah so no they didn't send us to camp or anything they just kind of like do your shit my mom didn't work at all throughout my childhood, so she was always around. But there was this baseball field directly across the house um, that at that point, nobody had cell phones. I'm 9, 10 years old. That's right. whatever, year 2000, 2001. My home phone stretched all the way to the baseball field across the house. So okay. we would have 15, 16 kids out there playing baseball all day, all summer. And if anyone's mom needed to get a hold of them, they knew the Reardon's house phone reached the thing. Hilarious. Awesome, right? So my dad would be home from work at six o'clock and he'd keep, you know, hundreds of hot dogs in the freezer in the garage. <laughs> so he'd get home from work, throw 40 hot dogs on the grill, and all the kids would come over from the baseball field Dude. and eat the hot dogs off the grill. That was every day in the summer. And now kids are playing their their goddamn Roblox or, <laughs> or whatever the hell they right, do, right, right. going on chat roulette and all that shit like god i know this is supposed to be a white Sox podcast but like i said i I don't mind i don't mind i'm trying to take it that way too i I like it it's it but then again like also it was the white Sox. we would go to white Sox games and that's how far my fandom runs that's how deep it runs that so your dad's been a white Sox fan yeah yeah so he had season tickets through work oh um, when i was growing up so we were at games all the time and i grew up a white Sox fan my mom's a cub fan but that's how deep this shit runs for me. Like I, all my core memories are surrounded by baseball and the White Sox. So yeah. that's why the frustration is so deep and it runs so in my, my, my veins that I let this shit affect me. Like I'm, like I said, 30 years old. I should not be letting a White Sox loss affect how I go to sleep that night or how I wake up the next morning. But I do. Shane, here's the thing, right? People that love drugs, they're always chasing that high, right? And 13-year-old Shane was high as a kite. Yeah, when Watch the white Homer. Oh, yeah. you're 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 high. I talk about you're 13. Your hormones are fucking going crazy. Shane, 13 year old Shane is high as a kite, and you're so angry right now because you're still trying to chase that same high. Yeah. And you're like, take me back. I want to feel that Dude. good. Dude, well, yeah. it, it, it's 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 about feeling that good, but it's also like we had no responsibilities then. Like yeah. I lived and died by playing baseball in the park across the street and watching the White Sox win or lose. Like yeah. those were my responsibilities: yeah, watching the White badass. Sox and playing baseball. And now I've got a fucking job. And I've got to pay rent. And I got to make sure my dog goes out. I got to make sure she's fed. And granted, it's different. Like. All I have is that you have all of that plus two children. Yeah. But I'm letting this shit affect me so much. And I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking about giving it up. Okay. First of all, as your friend, I would never let you do that. 
Thank don't you. you don't you worry. All right. But <laughs> but I'm here to validate your feelings, though. You know what I mean? I'm here to yeah. validate your feelings. And I think, first of all, you're always everybody's always busy. And then when you have kids, you realize that you weren't. So even in the present, you're busy. So you remember that because I was felt the same way when I was in. That's in that interesting. Place. You're yeah. always busy. But when you have kids, you realize you weren't. 100%. Right now, you're not doing shit. You're about to finish this podcast and fucking do nothing. Right? Yeah, I, I'm going to go on the porch and smoke a cigar. It's Fantastic. 10 o'clock on a Chicago night. It's and, beautiful. And up. someone's going to ask you if you if you want to go out tonight. You're going to be like, no, nah, I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. So, but listen, man, this the thing is, I'm trying to think when I was in 2005, you know, it's just, it felt good to watch your team, especially like, just continue to win and then you're in the playoffs and then you're winning and then you're like, holy shit. And then you're sweeping the Houston Astros and you're like, what the fuck just happened? You know what I mean? I yeah. remember I was at a bar. Obviously, I'm a little bit older than you. I was at a bar over on, I was actually at, um, so you know where 50 50 is on division? Yeah. Okay. The, so, the wing spot, really good wings. Yeah, really good wing spot. So just west of there, it used to be a soccer bar that was right there. Okay. And so we would go there to watch the the White Sox games during the playoff run. So that's where I watched them win the World Series at. And again, I just ever since then you're just it's almost like you just get smacked back down to reality a little bit, you know, where you're like, "Ah, that was, you know, you, you start to believe a little bit of the hater Shane when they're like, "Ah, you guys got lucky that year," or, you know, what I mean, that'll never happen again. Like, shit that, you know, Scotty's never going to hit that. And like all that kind of stuff and then you know, you really thought your team was good and they were making good decisions. And, you know, they're, they're an organization that can compete year in and year out. And then they just seem to just fucking bunch of fucking idiots that just can't get it together. And be, you're letting the twins, the fucking Minnesota twins, like you're letting them just outclass you year in and year out. Just the smarter personnel, better scouting, you know, better pitch manage, pitching coaches. Like everything they're doing is just better. And, and, and what we're banking on is, and, and I can say this because I'm Latino from the Caribbean, we're banking on like six Spanish dudes from, you know what I mean, the Dominican Republic <laughs> Cuba, that you're signing for $6 million. Oh. And you're like, nah, Papa, we got guys out there that know exactly what's good. What, you know what I mean? And these guys are yeah. good, right? We're not taking that away yeah. from their talent. They're a talented team. But it's about putting together a complete roster, pitching. You know, I mean, it, it, middle middle infield, outfield. Like you got, you got to create everything. It's not just about grabbing a couple of dudes and, and a couple of guys at the front end of your. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles; we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Your pitching staff and, and the Sox has just been failing to do that. And that's the first. Oh, shit, I'm getting upset. That's the frustrating part, right? Yeah. That's the frustrating sure. part. You're like, put it, put it together, bro. And then right now, our window's here. I was yeah. we, we were just talking about 2005 and what that felt like. Sometimes you got to make a move. You know, sometimes you got to give up some assets to get the pieces that you really need to put you over the top. The window's here, and I'm sitting here on a Thursday night watching the White Sox down 2 nothing, 2 nothing to the Tigers, no outs, bottom nine, and Larry Garcia is Ugh. in position to lead off. And he takes two balls, two pitches completely out of the zone, 
and then swings at what would have been ball three and grounds out to the shortstop. Like, though, and I know every team in baseball has players like that. And Larry Garcia is just the one that we have to complain about, but it just, it, it just brings me back to what we talked about in the beginning of this, this episode, that, this is a, a market three team that should have unlimited monetary resources that chose to give Larry Garcia a yeah. three year, 16 and a half million dollar contract, as opposed to spending on, on a, a legitimate MLB proven player. Like I'm watching Kyle Schwarber right now uh. in Philadelphia. And even before, like when he signed the one year deal in Boston and he looked pretty good and it was cheap. It was a one year, $8 million deal. And now he, he cashed in in Philadelphia, and it's a four-year, $79.5 million deal. I'm watching that dude through his first 80 games in Philadelphia, homering 28 times thus far this season. That's crazy. Homering 28 times, thinking, watching him every day. The White Sox had two opportunities, one when he was incredibly cheap, when he didn't want to leave Chicago, when he signed in Boston, when he didn't want to leave yep. Chicago. You had an opportunity to get Kyle Schwarber, a left-handed hitting, mashing right fielder, to stay in Chicago for that amount of money. You didn't do it. You had your second opportunity for the left-handed hitting, mashing Kyle Schwarber to patrol your right field, and you didn't do it. You could have afforded a four-year, $79.5 million deal for Kyle Schwarber. And granted, you're thinking, all right, Eloy in left, Schwarber in right, Luis Robert just has to – Patrol Luis Robert, seventy <laughs> percent of the outfield, which is whatever, right? But they don't make any decisions that that I that I look at and say, oh, you know what? What a decision! Yeah, what a great decision that was from the White Sox. But Shane, if Shane, if, if and if they do that right now, what you were watching, where where Laurie's pinch hitting for your other favorite guy, Reese McGuire, it would be AJ Pollock pinch hitting, right? Who would be a much better option off the bench. He's, right. up, he's up right now it's a, it, with, right. with a, a run around in the night. I don't, I don't know, dude. But I'm just saying he would be in that position, right? He'd yeah. be the guy on, on, on the bench, you know, f- f- uh, if, if Schwarber was in there. And you're right. I mean, I think it's, it's also frustrating as a Sox fan because you would watch that Cubs team and you knew Schwarber was an AL guy. Of course he was. Before it became a universal DH. But you knew he was. You're like, damn, that guy just crushes the ball. Not the best defender, crushes the ball. Oh, yeah, we have – you know, 16 of them in, in the AL. We know what that is. We know who that looks like. What that and looks I feel like. like the White Sox have 16 DHs on their team right now. And they're all playing right field. Dude. You know, they're does all feel playing like that. somewhere in the field. They just can't get it together, man. It's what, just, This game's embarrassing. What do you miss the most? You know, we've talked White Sox. We've talked your vacation. We've talked parenting and your children. What do you miss most about not having children and a wife? I, I think it. And this is being real. Like I think it's yeah. more the kids than the wife, right? Like I, I well, genuinely, yeah. I genuinely love like, like, because the first thing I think about when you say something like that is like, I just want to spend more time with my wife. Like, yeah, I want to go on a vacation with my girl and not worry about the kids and go kick it. We like we haven't even left the we haven't left our kids in two years. You know, what I'm saying that's crazy yeah. for a young couple that's trying to be jet setting. And 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 here's the other thing, Shane. I'm at a point in my career where I got I got the dough. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm some broke kid in my 20s. Like, yeah, I I I, I had a, I have a career. <laughs> like, I got the money. So to me, it's like that's the number one part I, I I miss about that. And then, you know, if the kids aren't there, then my wife doesn't care if I go to a Sox game with you. 
yeah. on a Thursday, on tomorrow and Saturday. I yeah. go both games because you know what? She's going to go with her girls. And then, you know, so it's it's that part of it that you can't because then if I go with you on Friday, she got both the kids. Yeah. She might be a little frustrated Saturday. This is tough, man. So that, that, that part, geez, that part is, is, is tough, man, when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I think that, you know, sports plays a big part in my life. You know what I mean? So I, I like I hoop every Monday. So yeah. I try to find those outlets to still do those things that I was doing before. Cause the guy, you know, the, you know, uh, palace or white, no palace girl on Madison, the Blackhawks, uh, breakfast. Yeah, spot. I, dude, when I was in college and commuting from the suburbs with my dad, we'd go to palace grill three times a week. I get the hamburger steak breakfast dude, over the eggs. The owner is a phenomenal human being. Yeah. He's awesome. And when I, when I got married, he was like, Gabe, Here's my number one rule: whatever you were doing before, don't don't stop doing it. <laughs> and I was I was on the I was on the like I was just about to go on like my Bears road trip with my family or whatever. And he was yeah. like, "Don't ever stop doing you know shit like that." So, I mean, you know, like I said, man. I mean, I guess I'm a little bit older, so I should just shut the fuck up and take care of my kids. And, and no, 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 you're <laughs> but you're doing a great job. What what uh what don't you miss? Uh, about being single running around in these streets i'll tell you this i always say this it's not like being in a relationship is up here i got some good ass relationship advice being in a relationship is not up here being single is down here yeah they're just neck and neck right and okay. then one being in a relationship is a little bit better so it's I just mean, different problems right yeah there's pro listen there's pros to being single too right getting to do whatever the fuck you want not answering to nobody you know what i mean Be, going out coming home trash eat mcdonald's on your bed before you go to sleep like that's all stuff that's fun you know what I mean? you enjoy those things you enjoy those moments and and, and those are cool going out you know talking to people you know just doing whatever you want yeah. to do those are all pros dude i mean listen don't tell me i know we, you and i we had it heart to heart about you know what you would prefer but yeah don't tell me you're out here being sick and tired of being single man no <laughs> no of course not like, <laughs> right that's what i'm saying dude get out no, no, so there you go what do i miss your fucking smile right now that's <laughs> but how happy you are how about that you know what I'm saying? <laughs> We talk about that uh, on the show all the time. We talk about that on Park and Spiegel uh, all the time. Like those guys have, they all have children. They're all married. They all have real responsibilities. Right. And they would trade their kingdom for my problems because my problems are so minimal because I have no responsibilities outside yeah. of making sure my dog is fed, making sure I keep up my personal hygiene and making sure my rent is paid. Sure. But, you know? but, but to be fair right to be fair to to you you know you're working hard right now you're in the middle of working hard dude i've been seeing you sure. and obviously people are listening right now they don't know i've been i see you every day you know what i mean i yeah. i know what kind of work you put in and and you're you're at that age where that's what you do so that that way when you're my age you can do what i'm you know you can do what i'm doing and what they're doing so that that way it's not it's not a, a big of a thing so yeah man you just don't don't worry about it. All, all the guys that are out there right now listen to this podcast yeah i fuck with shane just know stay young enjoy yourselves when people complain, they're just complaining. You know, you got a good, and you ain't got to worry about that. The only thing you got to worry about is fucking White Sox and uh, they're achieving asses. How are you not going to score no runs today? Uh, well, they just got one. They just got oh, one. Okay. They're in the they're in the bottom of the ninth with one out. Uh, Luis Robert just doubled. They got one, but isn't he a monster though? He's crazy. Isn't it's, he just um, a monster? I have a man crush on his baseball abilities. You know what I mean? He's, when they're like the ceiling for those. He's incredible. If you like what you're hearing, and I, I don't know why you wouldn't, remember to subscribe to the Southsiders podcast feed anywhere you get podcasts. Remember to listen to Gabe 
uh, from 6 p.m. until whenever the Cubs start every night, Monday <laughs> through Friday on the, on the score. Uh, remember to listen to the show I produce, Parkinson Spiegel, Afternoons 2 to 6, and my other podcast, Bourbon and a Buddy. Um, do you have any any parting wisdom to leave these folks with today? Because I just, like, I I, I don't have White Sox talk left in me. I got you, man. I got you. I, I, I deal with this a lot on my Bears on Lee show and doing post-game Bears with Corey back Wooten. You and Corey yeah. are back this season? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Corey and I doing the post games, and then Anthony Heron and I, and Cassie is her name is the new girl, uh, the new a sports anchor, excuse me, at Fox, and so it'll be us three on Bears, Bears Unleashed. But I, I'm always the guy in the room, Shane, on either of these shows to be like, hey, you know, we're emotionally invested in these teams, but yeah, we also love to torture ourselves, and we 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 low key enjoy this little ride that we're on, you know, gives oh. us a little life. Yes, it does. You love you love this shit. You love <laughs> hating hating. You love hating your life right now. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's I'm, it's I'm the life of a Sox fan. fan and a Bears fan, right? Yeah. And a Chicago fan. Unfortunately, that's just yep. how how it rolls. So keep your head up, man. Sox. We're not supposed to talk about live games, but Sox. You know, you just never know. You know, it's a lot of season left. Listen, there you go. The Atlanta Braves were what fucking eight games back and six games, whatever the fuck. All the real nerds that know all the stats know. <laughs> They'll tell you that Atlanta shit. Sox could do the same thing. And a lot I love of season left, and season they left. have like something like the next thirteen straight games are against divisional opponents. So this is when this is the make or break time. So right, the ne- when we talk to these people that listen to our podcast after the All Star break, we will know if the White Sox still have a chance at the. Uh, at the division title, or if they're completely done, because it's 19 straight going back to July 6th against divisional opponents. Gabe, uh, thank you very much for recording after nine o'clock on a Thursday night. Um, hope I wasn't too loud for your children. Hope they're not awake. And I will talk to you next time we record this. I'll see you tomorrow, brother. All right, Gabe.